0: Okay, welcome back to the Success Money Marriage Podcast. I'm Steve Siebold. And I'm Don Siebold. And today we're going to talk about something we are uniquely unqualified <laughs> to discuss. Completely, 100%. To some degree. Now, I'll qualify this. No pun intended. But uh, here, here's what we're talking about. I wrote a book called Secret Self-Made Millionaires Teach Their Kids. A few years ago, and made the cover of Time magazine actually the first what two months it was out, right. and that catapulted it. And it's done really well. and and but people, you know sometimes the, we did a lot of press for it, still do press for it, actually. but we did a ton of press the first year. Mm-hmm. And people would say, "Well, you don't even have kids. How do you know? Well, for many years, at that point, maybe thirty five years, we'd interviewed mm-hmm. you know self-made millionaires around the world. And they one of the questions I always asked them was, what do you teach your kids about money, success, wealth, prosperity? All of the things that, you know, wealthy people are known for. What do you teach your kids about those things that you think the middle class and the lower classes socioeconomically do not? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then and that was one of the, that was always one of the questions from 1984 forward. And so you know, I logged all the answers, and the answers are in are in this book. And I so it wasn't from our experience because we don't have kids now. I have Dawn. I've been raising Dawn for 38 years, and I'll that be with It has not gone well. That it is, has not gone well. That doesn't qualify. I failed as a parent I, well, to raise I, you young know Dawn. I think. But, I, I you, you know
1: I think what's well, important know. to know is that the interviews that Steve did were from self-made millionaires, not inherited. Right, and that's a big difference because obviously, if you're an inherited millionaire, that that's a whole nother... I want to be uh, an inherited millionaire. Next me too. Time, you know, me too. it's so much easier. Yeah, me Don't too. You think I wish you were too. Billionaire'd be better even. <laughs> even better. But no, I mean, seriously, Steve. This I think it's important. These were self-made millionaires because these didn't these interviews they didn't start off with a bunch of money. Right. You know, they they did it on their own. And now, what are they teaching their children? You know, are they giving them too much or they not? Give them enough, or they think it's a good idea or it's a bad idea. Well, all the ideas in your book, you know, are coming from people who didn't get that kind of training as a child with the parent who was super rich and then passed it on. They are developing as the children grow up.
0: Yeah, no, you're totally right. And people sometimes will say in the press, they'll say, "Well, self-made or is any millionaire, or billionaire really self-made?" No, you mean like, in, in other words, in the context of they did it themselves. That's not what a self-made millionaire is. A self-made millionaire is what Don just said: a, a, a person that earned their money. Mm-hmm. They they didn't inherit their money. Right. Two thirds of millionaires in America are are, are self-made, and one third. Um, are inherited. And so we're not talking I interviewed some of the inherited wealthy because I used to think, remember back in the eighties when we started, um I did I just thought rich people were rich people. Then Mm -hmm. I started interviewing some some people who are including one of the Johnson and Johnson heirs who had was a billionaire I'm probably ten years old. Right. And I interviewed him, I think, when he was about twenty-five. One of the most, I thought he was gonna jump off a bridge. I mean he just looked suicidal. He did. He, he was one of the richest people in the world, literally at the right. time, and he never worked a day in his life, of course. And and unfortunately with the inherited rich, they know they never worked a day in their life. Mm-hmm. And they know that you know they never worked right. another day a, a day in their life for anything and they they inherited it and they feel terrible about it. it kills their self-esteem. Right. And I swear, I probably interviewed, I don't know how many it's been so long, but probably 25. And I remember, remember I came home and said, I'm not, no more. No more. Yeah. They, these people are miserable. No wonder, I mean, they, they've they never done anything. Well, that's a whole they set of. They have no social skills, you know, most of them. And that's, I mean, a whole, just, that's
1: a whole, that's a whole nother set of rules. I mean, they play by a, yeah. a game that is not even remotely close but to there's what no sense any of us accomplishment are playing, so. or anything No but I'm mean, just saying I mean I
0: want to but, be one I'm, don't get me wrong I want to be one of those people no, but they I'm, don't I'm just making really. it I mean, clear honestly, that but, the,
1: the you know the stuff that you put in and the the content that you put in that book you know was is real and it's not it's from our real world not that world that billionaires are living in that's they they do play it by a different game of rules Well so.
0: th- well they do and it's but the self-made I mean I, I I learned to really respect because these are people that fought their way Up from nothing, and most of them, almost to a person, will say... I had a ton of help. Yes. Now, the idea of, side so I did it myself. Not one person That's I don't nonsense. Think. I mean, nobody Not does it themselves. Not one person ever said it. Takes a, that. It right. takes an right. army of people to create success. And,
1: and then get luck. People get <laughs> and
0: luck. Fa- and people yeah. that say, you know, oh, there's no luck involved. It's all, oh, yeah, you know, is. luck has nothing to do with it. Oh, sure. baloney, it doesn't have anything sure. to do with it. You're kidding yourself. That's ego. Of course it does.
1: Yours just hasn't hit yet. <laughs> and sometimes you get bad luck.
0: You know, we've right. had businesses where we just mistimed oh, it. Right. And we've had businesses like one of the last ones we ran that we opened, mm-hmm. we lost millions of dollars on it and money we put. We fronted ourselves, mm-hmm. um, which we probably maybe we shouldn't have, I don't know. But we mistimed it. It was really good. It just it was mistimed. Mm-hmm. And so that was maybe a little bad luck, but then we have had good luck in other things like anyone else that's you know had some success. So it, there are multiple factors, but certainly nobody does it by themselves. So I just want to make sure you know we're clear on that. Mm-hmm. But one of the chapters that really grabs people's attention in this book, um, and it really and I and I purposely put it in the first chapter um because I wanted to grab people's attention, and, it's, and it, the chapter is called Rich People Rule the World. Oh, that got under CNBC. Uh, they did not like, or not, uh, I mean, MSNBC. MSNBC did not like it. CNN did not like it. Right. Some of the more left-leaning um, people, at least fiscally, did not said, well, you know, that's not really true. Well, yeah, it is true.
1: Do you just like to piss people off? No, not, not really. I mean, if you're being honest word. with yourself, you just like to piss people off. He just likes to get attention, pissing people off.
0: It it has its advantages. Okay. It's kind of fun. No, not pissing people off, but getting their attention by shaking them up, making them think. Or pissing them off. Because I don't think most people think. I really don't. I mean, most is a big, that's a big claim. That's a lot. Let's say many. Okay. I'll say many instead of most. So I, I don't think we're we're not taught to think for ourselves. We're taught to follow systems. You know, you go to school, you get out. You know, we were always told like, <laughs> yep. you know, I think we've get talked out. about get a I, job. Yeah, we'll we'll get a job. Well, I was always told you're going to college. Sc- okay. Like everyone in my town, <clears throat> or at least in my circle, whatever. Right. When there was no question, like you're going to college. Like yeah, of course everyone goes to college. Well, it turns out no, they don't. But in our area, whatever my little circle, they seem to. And then you get married, and then you have kids. And I did all those things until you said, no kids, be no kid, no kids for you. You're like the soup. You're like the kid Nazi.
1: I did not. You're like the kid Nazi. No, I never thought it, about that before. no, y'all. It was genius. No, here, here's that whole conversation that lasted. Here's that whole conversation that lasted 15 seconds. We we're walking on the beach at our, our first uh, in our first house. We just like we were like 24, 25. I don't think we've we been no married. House. Oh, we, no, it was an apartment for an apartment, sure. App- so anyway, we've been married for I don't know three or four years, and uh, we're walking on the beach, and Steve's like, I think we should start having kids now, and I'm like, I don't. Okay. I
0: de- oh, okay. no. It took me three seconds. It took history. me three seconds. Me three so seconds. Hey,
1: do you want to have children? I don't I don't really want to have children. Okay. That was the conversation. I started crying, is
0: what I oh remember. My. Oh, she shattered my dream.
1: That's <laughs> not true. Okay, that is it. It lasted three seconds. No, do you I, want to have kids? Just, no. I don't want to have any kids. Okay. I that's say, exactly okay. what you said.
0: I don't remember it that way. Well,
1: tell him, Okay. He doesn't, no, doesn't I remember I remember
0: thinking. I remember thinking, well, you know, like, that's what you do. I mean, literally, it's, it's like a brainwashing. That's what you do. That's what you do. Well, a lot of people don't, but I didn't know that. Right. I mean, you don't. it's amazing how you can be brainwashed and you don't even know you're brainwashed. Right. And so then, you know, then when you said that, I just, it really, it actually didn't really bother me. And then remember, I remember, because we were so young and we were 20 years old, or You were 21. I was 20, whatever. Mm-hmm. You were, you were yeah. 45 and I was 20. I think is what it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, she's an older woman. I know.
1: By one By year. By a lot. 11 but months. But it's a long
0: year. It's a lot. 13, 13 months, months. 13 right. months.
1: <laughs> and I do the math.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You, know, you can still calculator. call me.
1: I can help you. <laughs> no, but I, I, it
0: really, yeah. You know, it's funny because it, it actually didn't bother me. I just never, I just never considered it. You know, and I, my point is, is that I. It's not about really trying to piss people off. It's just trying to make people really think and when you push them to think, they get pissed off. Right. It's just part of the equation. It's a good way of putting it. Yeah, and it. Be, but I mean, I never thought about that. So and
1: tell us what you meant by that chapter in your book.
0: Well, now you're bringing me back to where I was so that I appreciate that. That's what I do that. That. Yeah. on this. Yeah.
1: And I get notes from our Listeners every day. Thank you for bringing Steve back. Well, rich people
0: rule the world. So the idea is, is that, you know, so the way I start this out, typically with the media, I'll say, look, you know, we've always been taught as a brainwashed thing, love makes the world go round. Wouldn't that be nice if it did? Well, that's a that's that's a delusion. Of course, it'd be great if it did. I mean, that would change everything. There'd be no wars. Mm-hmm. But of course, the world is a history of wars. Mm-hmm. You really look at world history, it's all wars. You can go from yeah. war to war to war in yeah. the documented History right. of the world. Right. There's not that many years documented. There's what several thousand, maybe. But you know, people have been around right. for two hundred thousand years. Right. Um, contrary to popular belief, but that's another show, I guess. But but bottom line is is that is that. Um, you know, we're just not really taught to think for ourselves and to really look at things and say, "Yeah, you, know, you obviously thought about the kids thing, which good for you." I don't know. I mean, where did you get that that you weren't gonna have kids? I mean, where, what made you think that you would break, especially a woman? And that's a long time ago in the in the eighties. Hey, 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 hey. Well, that well, long ago, in the eighties.
1: No, I think long time from
0: now. Yeah, socially.
1: I, I I honestly, you know, I'm laughing at it now, but it really kind of kind of comes back to being unrestricted. You know, I just didn't. You know, I I came from a really big family, and my brothers and sisters all had children, and I just saw the restriction children put on kids. And I wanted a career. I wanted to go to college, and no one else in my family. Do you even like kids? Kid Nazi?
0: Do you like? Does Um, the kid Nazi even like it?
1: You know. uh, um, oh, you, a, know, you are the kids' Nazi. I knew it.
0: I married the kids' Nazi. This is bad.
1: I, so I. I didn't,
0: this is new information. I,
1: I, I. Why would you ask me something like that? Because it has nothing, to do, you know it has nothing to, to do with your book. You don't know what to say. It has nothing to do with your book. I'm asking you though, because it's the kids. It's four kids. I know. I read it. I think. Yeah. I think there's a time and place for children. <laughs>
0: oh, you are the kids. Okay. No, all right. Well, now I, you guys I just, know. Honestly, I don't have You're the patience. a terrible I person.
1: I just don't have the It's Just because I don't terrible, like kids. That it does. No, I, I just person. don't have the patience. Let's talk about your book.
0: Okay. So, Rich People, World of the World. So, yeah. So, I mean, if you look at it through the eyes of objective reality, objective reality versus subjective reality, you have to look at the evidence, the data, the facts, which people... Especially I hate to say it against America, but America is not known for critical thinking. No. We are one of the most delusional. I mean, when you travel all over the world and you do business, and we've operated our business in 10 countries around the world, and obviously there are people who have done a lot more than that. but you know just in the 10 countries in which we've operated, you you look I love America for so many reasons, but one of them is not critical thinking. No. We are so delusional and I think because it's such a rich country, we get away with it. And the rest of the world, you know how we started operating like in Europe and people are like, you Americans, you know, you're so, you're, you're so, yeah, you're obnoxious. <laughs> well, obnoxious for sure, Yeah, but compared to them, but right. you know, in terms of the way we think they're like, you know, you, you have to look at reality. We've been around for a long time. You guys are a lot years longer old.
1: than, yeah, yeah we're
0: 2000 years old, right. you know, and whatever. And uh, and uh, and you know you can kind of make a pretty good. They make a pretty. We're decent like teenagers case. compared to them. We're like we're like spoiled teenagers. spoiled teenagers. and so we're delusional. We we believe we said now. Now of course, what the kids say now are not just the kids, but I actually heard an anchor say this on a TV show today when I was waiting to go on the show, and she said, "Well, that's they they're speaking their truth." It's not your truth. It's the truth. It's either the truth or it's not. Right. It's a zero sum equation. It's either yes or it's no. It's true mm-hmm. or it's not. Right? Mm-hmm. It's black or it's white. So this is this book and is really designed. And, and I mean, the whole my all my writing is designed to get people to think objectively. Look at the facts. Look at the date. I'm not saying I don't want love to make the world go round. It would really be a great thing. You wouldn't have people dying. And all kinds of things, right? Mm-hmm. Starving, right? Um, wars, all these crazy things. Uh, po- political polarization. I mean, look at the. So,
1: hate. are you teaching children in this book to be thinkers? Is that what it is? Well, that's, what, what? that's
0: the that's the the root premise of all the books or anything I've ever written. I mean, really, for the most part, right. is to try to get people to think to think critically, right? To so think in objective reality. To say, if this is true, then show me the data to back it up. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're making. Extraordinary claims, and and as as any critical thinker will tell you, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence.
1: Proof, and it's mm-hmm.
0: usually not there.
1: Right,
0: and people say, well, that's my truth. Well, that's your truth. You're delusional. Then it is because unless you have evidence to back it up. So, point of it is, in terms of rich people rule the world, is you can have, there's a lot of evidence to back that up. Rich people control the world. Rich people like to become political people or political people many times become rich people and they, or both. I think
1: you're speaking in absolutes right now. (laughs) (laughs) We got in trouble last weekend. Because Don's spoken uh, absolutes. I, I, yes, I'm just, your attention to it so you're well, aware of it. Well,
0: yeah. Well, some of, the, some of that is, does sound like absolute. But in terms, of, in terms of the data, it shows, obviously, money, if you want to know why, why decisions are made, it comes from money. Why do they teach people how money, kids, how money works in school? People mm. ask that all the time. Why would they not teach something so fundamental to your success in life as how money works? I'll tell you exactly why. The financial lobby blocks it. Because they're mm. rich and they don't mm. want you to know how money works right. because the less you know, the more they make. It's that simple, but they won't. You, you know, I was talking to a banker today, and um, and I, I was about to say that. So I thought I just met him, probably save that till the second. You were year.
1: invited once I to know, this meeting. Right? I know might I know. not be invited back. But I mean, it's
0: it's hard to argue with that. He really, you get him in a corner, and there's and no can't way to it. Den- but argue you're that.
1: putting him in a corner because he can't deny it.
0: Absolutely, because so it's so objective. There's, there's there's data to back it up, and rich people rule the world. Is something that data right. can back up. Right. So if you want to be, if you want to have control of your life, it helps to have. Rich is a relative term. I don't even know what it means. It's all subjective, but that's subjective. Because rich to one person is not rich Mm -hmm. to another. When I think rich, I think of the people we've interviewed. I don't think of small business people. I think of large business people. Right. You know, Richard Branson. Right. You know, whoever looks like we're going to get to interview. Who I've never oh, interviewed. Great. looks like we're going to get awesome. to interview him. That's awesome. Um, I got a contact that wants us to interview him. That's but true. But anyway, he is rich, right? Right. You know, but, but that's relative. Someone could say, well, you know, I was living, you know, I was making, uh, you know, whatever make. It doesn't matter how much. I doubled my income. doesn't matter how much you make. Right. Well, then they feel rich. So right. whatever that means. But the the more you have, the more control you're going to have of circumstances of things around you. And that's just reality. It should not be that way. I totally disagree with it but th- that's never going to probably mm-hmm. change right so there's other things in this book that really and that, there's a lot of chapters and i'd recommend you read this with your kids because you they will not learn this stuff in school it's not a big pitch for this book but well a little bit of a pitch for the book i guess
1: pitch the book pitch the book i need more we need the shoes. money
0: we need the money pitch the books <laughs> Secrets of my there's a workbook shameless you can download it. It's the addresses in the book when you get it, but and you fill it out with your kids. And people do it all over the world. We hear it. And we just got back from where? Yeah. Phoenix,
1: no, LA, San Jose,
0: San Jose, California. And they and they people talk about mm-hmm. filling this thing out. But like I just give you a couple other chapters. There's how many chapters? I don't even remember how many chapters are in this crazy book. 160 chapters, short chapters. Um, where did I put that? Oh, here it is. Uh, another one that gets people going is you know money won't make you happy. Not not that this has to be you know really. You teach kids that, because that's the thing about money. People think, oh, rich people, they think it's going to make them happy. They know money doesn't make you happy. Right. It gives you control of your life. Right. It gives you options you can't get without it. But happy? If you're not happy without it, you won't be happy with it. Don't I agree. You think
1: Oh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I remember our I don't, first time. I mean, house. I think everybody knows that. I don't know. But it wouldn't be a bad thing to teach your kids. Did
0: you know it before we had any money, though? Did you really know it? Because I used to mm. think, eh, I'd kind of like to try it. And see how, see, because I'm thinking maybe they're just playing it down. I really, I'm serious. I used to think that. Right. Because when we had no money, you know, you're thinking, ah, you know, it would be nice. Obviously, it's nice to have. Right. But yeah, no, I think it'll make me happier. But, you know, Martin Seligman, who we've worked with, Dr. Martin Seligman, right. at the University of Pennsylvania, he was, he was the past president of the American Psychological Society. I think the Abraham, I think he's the Abraham Maslow of, of, today. of the last, yeah, yeah. since Maslow's mm-hmm. been dead, probably. Uh, I think Maslow died in 1970. Mm-hmm. And Seligman really is the heir apparent, in my opinion. I agree. Positive psychology, and he's mm-hmm. a phenomenal, super nice guy, too. Mm-hmm. And, and, and with the happiness study, of which we were a part years ago, 20 years ago, which landed on the cover of Time magazine, Seligman went out to show that happiness is a nature or nurture. Are you happy because you're born with a disposition, a predisposition mm-hmm. of happiness and optimism or is it something that that you nurture? In your I life Like like you're a positive and thinker It can be learned Yeah, and they, push, mm-hmm. uh, they push back Against the industry We've really been in Most of our careers Which is self-help And they make a very And I agreed with Marty About that I did They make a good state To mm-hmm. say you guys Push it too far But you didn't don't he the, come
1: back And say there was a way to, to to nurture it too Didn't he like 10 Like 15 or 20 years ago Come back and say Well there are nurturers involved
0: But it's mostly it's mostly nature It's, it's mostly predisposition. Predisposition. Like, predisposition So we all took a test right. There were like A right. hundred of us in the right. group And it landed on the cover Of Time Magazine It was 63 pages In Time Magazine it's amazing. And Seligman headed up the whole thing with, uh, with Mikhail high uh, from Claremont College who just died. He's the guy who the psychologist who came up with the idea of flow. Mm-hmm. And another nice guy I worked with. Um, he just passed away a few months ago. He's a great great guy. Everyone called him Mike. Mike because no one can pronounce his first name. <laughs> He's from Poland. But anyway um, so Seligman had us he created this test, this happiness test this optimism test. And basically it was to prove whether it was nature, nurture, happiness. And like I scored, my score, there was like 100 of us that took it initially. The, now, tens of thousands of people have taken, if not more. But this was the original test. And I scored, 90, I think it was 98.7 or 98.8 in the, in, the, in the happiness quadrant. So in other words, out of 100, would be you're as happy as you can be. And I was 98.7 or something like that. And I remember when, when Marty announced the scores, he said, you know, people were clapping. And he said, don't clap because it, it's not because these people are skilled or did they anything. were born with this right. it's a predisposition they didn't acquire that it wasn't mm-hmm. nature it was mm-hmm. I mean it was it was nature not nurture it was something they were born with mm-hmm. now Seligman, on the other hand I believe if I'm right I could be wrong about this so Marty for listening to this don't don't uh, be mad at me you can correct me but um, I believe Marty was in the 40s mm. Someone who struggled with, and I think that's probably why he became the great psychologist right. he is. Wow. And he No, very low. And a, and a fair amount of the psychologists, I was one of the only non-psychologists in the right. room because we were selling psychological performance training to major corporations, which is the reason I, Marty had right. me there. And and Price Pritchett was there, another person mm-hmm. that did the, mm-hmm. relatively the same thing. And he, I think Price and I were the only people that uh, that were outside of psychology and right. academia. And, uh, and a lot of them scored... In the 40s and 50s. So they they struggle with this happiness thing. And so it's more disposition. That's what the study found. So a part of the study, this is where I was going with this. But that was just fascinating to me. I mean, I've never heard. That was just amazing. Because I wouldn't have not a bet. I wouldn't bet. Bet that because the self help industry, the industry of which we've been a part of for so many years, says, "Well, you make yourself happy," right? And the data shows you don't, right? Now you can add a little bit by thing like things like the gratitude list and thinking about what you're grateful for and you're happy about. Certainly, you can direct your conscious mind toward optimism better, toward better sure better mm-hmm. optimism whatever positive thinking right but most of it the majority of it is what you're you were born with you showed up right. you don't get credit for it
1: and then too, went in the test also saying that once you like you can do things that make you happier whether it's a gratitude list or um be nicer to people or whatever the self-help or personal development books have taught you but at the end of the day you end up seeking back to where you originally were when you your were born your set point your, set point. your psychological set right, point. Right. Yeah, right. you end up typically. Going that's, back. that's why. That's they, why you always need personal development because you try. Yeah. To, you try to keep it on your mind so that you're you're continuing to get ahead. Because if you don't, you probably go back.
0: Well, that's that's personal development, and then you have the uh, the positive psychology whole the whole discipline of that, which which basically Marty Seligman created. I right. Mean, and there are other people like Mike Csikszentmihalyi, who, who, and there are other people there. Barbara Fredrickson was another one from Michigan. I believe Barbara's from Michigan. Doctor uh, Barbara Fredrickson, and some others that I just don't remember because it's been a long time ago. But brilliant people, right? And they really this is where Marty Marty wanted to say Mar- what Marty said in the meeting when he opened up for the meeting. It, it was at the Gallup Building in- uh, uh, in Washington, D.C., some major people are in the yeah, room. I Marty that. Seligman, Mike Chi Vince Cerf. Are you
1: just dropping names at this point? Because, Hunter, doesn't it sound like he's just dropping a whole bunch of names?
0: I'm not dropping names, I'm telling the story. Okay. But now I was kind of dropping names on this one. Yeah,
1: I could tell. I know. Bit. I know where this was going. I was I, you met him in a lunch you line. You met him in the Why lunch we, line. It wasn't like you got oh, to sit on. with him. You met him getting your table. I had lunch with him. You did not. I did. Did you? Out, oh, I, did. yeah, I didn't. Okay. No, no. Him, I and I I no, no okay. him and I sat together. I can't remember the story. No, no. Him and I sat together. You weren't even there, Don. No, I got it. The pants. I know. Like I met and like, okay, yeah. I thought you met him in the lunch line. He called me up. He did not call you.
0: He did. I wish he did. He did. No, Vince. Surf. He works for Google now. He's one of the top executives at Google. He He invented email. Right. He invented email.
1: I know, Steve. I've heard the story a thousand times, so I'm happy And they, he called me up I'm and asked me about denied, some tips. <laughs> yeah. Should we call it email <laughs> no, or should we call it yeah. email? What and should I'm we call it? Like, no, Steve. let me think about let it. Me, what He's should like, we call it? He's like, Steve,
0: whatever you say, we're going to go yeah, with I'm like, right. email. Email. No, he um, No, he invented email in 1968 yeah, I for MCI. Yeah, he was I'm working remember. as an employee for MCI, an engineer, and they oh. wanted to send. He called him, he, I said, did you call it email? He said, no, he called it packets. Mm-hmm. He said they want to send information around the office, and we called them packets. And I, so we were talking at lunch, and I did have lunch with Dawn. Okay. And so I'm not just dropping I just names. thought
1: it was funny it was at lunch, not like you were having No, I did. I,
0: I literally met him in the food line because yeah. there was like 100 people at that meeting. And he had all these really smart people there. And, and so he said, I said, do you ever see the internet? Now, this is 20. This is like, yes, yeah, tw- yeah, 20 years ago. Yeah, right. So the internet was out, but it wasn't like it is today, but, but it was still huge. And, um, and I said, did you ever see the internet in your wildest dreams and email being? And he said, absolutely not. He goes, I couldn't, we couldn't imagine why any normal person like in a normal household would need a computer like why
1: Isn't that that's what he said he was yeah. really a
0: super net. now that Google hired him he's one of the top people at Google that's neat It's a brilliant it's cool. guy cool. anyway really cool people were there I, I just got off a little on that because I remember Vince Cerf was there but um, anyway so so one of the happiness things that Marty found in this in this study was that by the time in terms of money does money make you more happy when people reach $75,000 a year that's where it peaks after that they unless they have super big bills after that they have, if they make 76 and mm-hmm. they're no happier if they make 176 they're no happier than when they made 75 Interesting, good to know it's just because they have a little bit extra and they feel like they can do some things and this is what the study showed mm-hmm. the survey showed but after 75 that that's, that's really no mm-hmm. no difference You know, and I think that's really accurate. And I think it's easy to say when you. That might be a hundred
1: now, might be a hundred thousand. Might be hundred, yeah, probably with inflation and whatnot. It's good to know. But,
0: but, you know, I really, I mean, seriously, I, I, I really did. I, you know, I always say, oh, money won't make you happy. I'm thinking, yeah, that's told by people with no money because they have no idea. Right. I really did because we were interviewing Mm -hmm. these rich people they kind of seemed happy. They sure did. Although they do live, you know, the super, super wealthy. They're very intense people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're, they're like, they're like wired. Yeah. Uh, Not all of them, but most of them.
1: Yeah. That oh, yeah. was, it's over the edge.
0: To me, it's a little, I mean, you know, everyone to each his own, of course, but it's it's probably just, again, a, a psychological predisposition. Mm-hmm. But I always came away thinking, you know, I'm ambitious, but there are levels of ambition. Oh, right. These uh, people, yeah. that's all they do. I
1: like working, but you know? not like these guys. Yeah, these
0: guys work 24-7. Right. They, and it doesn't matter how much they have. It's just right. a, game. It's a game. They don't care about yeah. buying things. They just want to, you know, I mean, that's great. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of those people, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. they've changed the world. Right. You know? and um and then so but anyway but that so that's that's the idea that money doesn't make, and, it, and it really doesn't i but it, to a certain level we are comfortable and then i guess whatever level that is for you you know, in the financial business, they say it's about two hundred thousand dollars because there's just margin a great
1: thing to teach your kids. It I is mean, a great just thing. Just yeah. wrapping this one up. But I mean, say, hey, it's just be comfortable, yeah. right?
0: But um, but it's not going to make you happy. Uh, the next, another one that gets people's attention is avoid blood money. Don't do anything for money, and don't screw people over because it will come back to bite you. And I don't mean. They're gonna come back to bite you. I mean, it will bite you coming back to you personally because you're gonna feel you're not gonna feel right about mm-hmm. it. And we won't get into blood money, but we've been in s we've been in a few deals where people, you know, made blood money and yeah. pushed people around and screwed other people out of money and Oof, it's yeah. just the dumbest thing you can do from a personal yeah. standpoint because it's, it's too
1: bad we have to teach children that
0: you do. I think you do,
1: because this is the too. real rough no, and tumble world too. of success. I agree.
0: This, that's why I wrote this book. I'm very, I'm on, I mean, it sounds like I'm bragging about the book, but I really, I mean, I kind of am at some level, because I, this is based on a lot of research. This is in my no, opinion. Right. This is, this is the opinion of hundreds and hundreds of rich people, you know. I mean, another one is avoid magical thinking. This idea that you know you're just going to be successful no matter what the money's going to flow like water and all these things and that's just not the way these people these people go to work they're workers yeah you know and there's just a couple other ones that that I, there's a lot of there's 160 chapters but some of these are really grab people's attention and um, uh, the last one I'll mention here is, is approval addiction. Yeah, you know, the idea that we could
1: do a whole show on that. You could do a whole show on there. I, I think should. we should too, because that's a great topic.
0: You can't be addicted to the approval of other people. If you're going to be successful, you've got to live your way. And if they like it great. And if they don't, they're not thinking about you anyway. They're thinking about themselves. And the last one, I won't go into because we'll do a whole show on that probably at some point because yeah. that's so big. I we've would. done we've done national speaking tours, forty city tours on approval of addiction. Mm-hmm. Remember the one we did in what yeah. sixteen set two thousand and seventeen, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah, and we it was very well attended. People are into that. The last one, one of my favorites, was number one fifty nine. Never marry the party girl, or the quarterback, the cheerleader, or the quarterback of the party girl. Date the party the girl. Bird. Do not marry the party, parents, or or the par-
1: parents, or the tell par- their kids, yes,
0: or the party boy. I'm not <laughs> kidding. I, I didn't. I, I didn't say it as a joke. I mean, I I'm joking around, but I didn't write that as a joke because this is. I don't think. Well, yeah, women do it too. Actually, I take it back. But I know more guys that have married, you know, girls or women, and we could name. Obviously, I'm not going to name their names, but I mean together we, we probably know dozens of those people over the years we've been together that said oh my god she's so hot oh my god he's so this there he's so that and they and they're and they're flashy and um, and and they go oh I've got to you know be with this person. I'm, I'm in love it's like you just met the person yesterday Oh no it was love at first sight. Really? There's a delusion right there. It's not love. At, it's not love at first sight. It's lust at first sight, maybe. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's a gorgeous person. Oh, yeah. You're, that's not love. You don't even know who they are. You don't love them. You, yeah, you're lust and lusting for them, which is fine. I'm not saying that's bad, but I'm just saying that's not love. So don't tell your kid. I mean, I think that's a hell of a lesson. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. No, how do you qualify? Well, how
1: does, the, how does the party girl ever get a husband then?
0: That's her problem. She doesn't. <laughs> if she does. She gets divorced. I mean or or he there's gets the no right the There's no way for the party girl there's no
1: way for the party girl to get a husband
0: if she unless she marries the party boy and that, that they usually because they're the party boy and the party girl, they're, they're no. superficial, is what I'm trying to say. I mean, but I mean, I mean, you'd have to explain that to a to a kid. I, I mean, obviously, this isn't a ten year old. This is probably a fifteen or sixteen year old kid. Right. Where you say, look, there's two different kinds of people. Okay, there's people you date and there's people you marry, or you don't have to marry necessarily, but or spend your life with a person, whatever. Um, that's obviously growing in mm-hmm. popularity, and mm-hmm. that's fine. But whatever, someone that's a partner, right? You know, versus someone that's a fun person to go out. Well, that's just
1: not very fair to the party girls.
0: It's not. Okay. And I'm not saying that's not fun. I'm just saying that my point of the whole thing is is that (laughs) this is a life lesson that you could, you know, I know a lot of smart guys, and you do too, I know, because we know some of the same people, obviously, but that are very smart executives, senior executives in companies, multimillionaire business people that did exactly that. Mm -hmm. They see some hot chick, and they go, oh, my God, you know, and she's 25 years younger or whatever it is, and that's the person, oh, I'm I'm in love. I'm head over heels in love. No, you're not. Don't be stupid. You're not.
1: That's going to go away. (laughs) You're talking in absolutes again. Well, yeah, a stop little being bit.
0: stupid. A little bit, a little bit, you know. But I mean, what a lesson to teach you. Now the kid goes out there, and now they're prepared for the world. And that's why, you know, again, I'm really proud of this book because I really am because I feel like if you if we had kids, I would absolutely indoctrinate them. Well, that's probably a bad way to say it. I would I would I would have them study it. I wouldn't okay. indoctrinate them. I try not to do that, but because there's enough of that, but. Have them study these concepts. Now they go out in the world and they see it through the real, the, the way it really is, the lens of reality, right. as opposed to fiction right. and fantasy and delusion and all these sunshine and roses. The world is a nasty, mean, tough, beautiful. Place. I mean, it's so a, should a we end? Wait, so we,
1: should we end on that? Well, it is and <laughs> not I mean, a very positive ending, Steve. Well, it's a beautiful place as well. Yep.
0: Right. I mean, it's it's yep. that dichotomy. It's it, it's that whole thing. But we're not taught these things, and so we got gone forever about yep. the all shot up. But the bottom line is, read the book if you have kids, and read it with them, and fill out the. Fill out the, the, the workbook. It's a free workbook. Fill it out. And ha- and I swear, I I have people tell me all the time, the book's only been out maybe three four years, mm-hmm. but people tell me all the time, book signs like they right. just did the other day. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I, That's that, the best book.
0: They're going to keep that, that little thing they filled out with mom or dad or both for mm-hmm. the rest of their lives because these are things that matter. Right. Not the only thing that matters. It's not just money, but it's success mm-hmm. and it matters. It makes yeah. a difference. It's like how money works. It I agree.
1: matters. I agree. You know? i agree I, I wish you'd get a little more worked up over it because you just don't seem like you're excited about it. i don't have it. any enthusiasm we need to work on that yeah
0: but i but i might i'm still looking for a supermodel that all that said, because so, i feel like i can handle the it cheerleader, the cheerleader. i can handle it now, she might kill me and but. you know
1: what if you can get one you should <laughs> you're you not, not gonna help you can't help. should um, you know any supermodels d- no they're like me I know. Maybe listen to the show. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Call Steve. (laughs) Call (laughs) Steve. Be a winner. (laughs) -winner. (laughs) 1-800-BE-A-WINNER. All right. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you next time. (laughs) Bye-bye.